from 2015 to 2018, there was a lot of real world things going on um, in politics here in the UK and obviously in America that were kind of completely against my preconceived notion basically of how the future was gonna roll out. Like the new world order obviously um, was something that I believed in. And when the Brexit vote happened and England or Great Britain left the European Union. Like to me, that was something that was breaking up the potential new world order. So how does that work? Uh, and then Trump and uh, Jeremy Corbyn here. Like the thing is, is, I used to think that elections were all rigged. All through this time that I was a believer, every election was rigged. The whole world was run by this conspiracy. It's all a facade. The, the, the world is a stage, you know, and this is the New World Order play. Um, but through 2015 and 2018, I saw real world politics like evolve in front of me. I saw real people voting and moving like democracy, like an organism. Like I actually saw it happen and it wasn't going the way that the establishment or the Illuminati or whatever would have like suggested it would go. It went completely opposite all over the place. And, and that just really made me like log off of Facebook and just kind of try and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. If, 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 they're, if, they're, if they're gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> if they're gonna be uh, uh, manipulating everything behind the scenes and it's all rigged and the rest of it, what's, what's the point of, uh, putting Trump in if if their if their guy is Hillary Clinton if they're absolutely if they're if their magic winner puppet is Hillary Clinton why are they going to put in the person who is and and that is a twist that I don't hear as often because a lot of the times the narrative goes that Trump is in to clean out the people of the deep state and and the rest of it and that that's yeah, that going was so this. weird to me and, that and was so strange sense. to me because there's something that is different about the specifically the rise of QAnon is there became the introduction of the good guy the white hat and before that there was no good guys yeah. the left the right two wings of the same bird they work in tandem you get the same 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 thing no matter who you vote for because they're all working for like the Bilderbergs or the Masons or someone like that, you know, it's always like, <laughs> yeah. But then this, this different guy comes along and it, and it was the same in England. And the weird thing is, it's like, it was, um, both of these guys were like opposite ends. Trump, obviously a right winger. And over here we had Corbyn, who's left winger, but both of them had like a populist message coming from either the left or the right. And something I saw around that time as well was how conspiracy theorists gravitated towards those two candidates. Like in England, like a lot of conspiracy theorists who were into the 9-11 stuff and the, um, the Iraq war, you know, anti-war sentiment, that kind of thing, they all kind of gravitated towards him because both of these people are acting like, oh, there's these elites who, you know, are in control of everything and it, the, the people should have everything. And I, I found that very interesting. 
Yeah, there's yeah, a that's lot. It's a really odd juxtaposition there. There's a lot of tension in the yeah. U.S. between with, with that exact mindset is that you have all these people that are controlling everything that actually belongs to the people, and you know that, and you know the we the people, every you know they love the T-shirts and with you know the first couple of words of the U.S. Constitution on there, and <laughs> the uh, and they. You know, they they really cling to this idea that they that there's something essential to their Americanness has is has been taken from them. But as soon as it gets equated that you know that their ideas are actually actually have a really strong socialist flair, then all of a sudden you know they 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 they, they just hit this wall. They cannot go any further. <laughs> the uh, because those those ideas cannot live in the same brain that they're they're against what's going on in the federal government but they're not socialist can't possibly be anything like that any kind of redistribution that wouldn't be fair <laughs> what you were saying about the uh some of the the ways that your your ideas about the new world order were broken it makes me think of something that uh that robert anton wilson said once about conspiracies I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember his exact words, but he was talking about how he's never heard of a, of a group of, uh, of six people planning something that could keep it secret. So when it comes to these broader and broader conspiracies, and this is also, that was also somebody who even in his elder years was no fan of George W. Bush at all, but he was also not a truther because he didn't think that anybody could ever keep that quiet. There would always be somebody that's going to talk about it you know, to their wife or in a bar or something like that. There's always, it's always gonna come out and it's just too big to not come out. But I have to admit that I was quite drawn to those, a lot of those things as well. Like I remember watching Loose Change. I remember, you know, I remember seeing a lot of stuff that was around at that point. I mean, like I was definitely somebody who fell under the influence of the original Zeitgeist movie. Yeah, and I watched one and two and Loose Change at that time. <laughs> And I, I've reflected a lot about the, like my uh, my willingness to fall fall into that area of explanation, because that's really what it's trying to present itself as as a factual explanation of what occurred. I, you know, so I've I've really I've done a lot of reflecting on what made me susceptible to those messages, and and I think that you know that COVID is a is a great moment to reflect back on those on that that willingness to believe that you know the alternative narrative as being more somehow more explanatory than what what is what's going around as the official one and it's that i don't know anything about buildings collapsing so mm -hmm. why would i believe one source versus the other in the first place and i think that the uh that realization that i don't know anything about a lot of things and I probably won't. I don't know anything about vaccines, for example. I don't know much about epidemiology other than what I read from people who have studied epidemiology. I don't know about vaccines other than from people who make vaccines. And it was the same thing that sort of like cracked the, uh, the, the, the shell on my ideas about 9-11. And I mean, really any other truth or moment is that is a real sincere look at what I actually know. And a lot of times it's not that much. It might seem like I know something because I've read, I've listened to all these people and I've heard all this stuff, but that's just me listening to people hearing all this stuff. It's very different than actually knowing something. But Dr. Dr. Grimes wrote some paper, he's a physicist. Uh, he wrote this paper that 
described how long a conspiracy can last given the number of people involved. And he looked at like a number of, and, and he, I don't know exactly how he did his model, but he had this model where it's based on the number of people involved and the time elapsed. And over a long enough time and with enough people, any conspiracy is, is, is going to be revealed. And I mean, we have seen that. I mean, over a long period of time, we've seen real conspiracies revealed, uh, like when they were uh, text, testing uh, syphilis on on uh, low income black people, Tuskegee. I forget what state T- Tuskegee experiment, and uh, and, and other things, but over a long enough period of time, you know, even w- they were specifically no- servicemen, I think. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and with a long enough period of time, it, it'll come out. Or if you have too many people, you just can't keep them a secret. I mean, that's that's the Anton Wilson quote again. If you have enough people, you just can't keep a secret, and it, it just kind of yeah, circles unless back they're all that. in on it. Unless everyone's in on it and everyone's taking a Freemasonic oath, you know, to Satan or whatever, then everyone's in on it. <laughs> but, but see, that's where you get into this area of, uh, you know, of impossibility when it comes to when it comes to relying on evidence is that it's impossible to prove the negative cases. You know, like there, there's yeah. just there's no way you can prove that there isn't a conspiracy. You, you can only prove the, the instances when there is one, at least possibly prove that there is one. But you can never prove that there isn't one, and that's where that's the the wiggle room that's always going to be there because you can't prove that there's not a new world order, or you know that there is sort of like a, a Simpson scene with you know like eight guys sitting around a table and you know like somebody flies in on a jetpack and Mr. Burns is there with a vest made out of a gorilla. You you can't you can't prove that that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and I think people like conspiracy influencers take advantage of that oh, for sure absolutely and again it's and i've noticed that that's why i've noticed that and that's why I've, i feel swindled i feel swindled out of like 15 years of my life at the end of the day yeah you know like these the the i was 23 when i when i fell down there and or 20 24 and yeah i i didn't do any of the things that like an adult should have done just i thought the new world order was going to take over one day why, why would i bother why would i bother with any of that stuff you know, and and it's due to these people who who swindled me. Yeah. You know, David Icke, Alex Jones, them them sorts of folks. And yeah, you can see, I mean, especially with somebody like Alex Jones at this point, that the the motives that are there, you know, that they're that this is it's a highly motivated operation that he has to do a specific thing, which is sell you supplements. And that's or 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 uh uh prepper kits right yeah where it's 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 meals ready to eat in a bucket and some other things what is with these guys in the prepper kits that's like that's the perfect product (laughs) for conspiracy theorists it's it's absolutely perfect i mean and it works for such a a range of people you know like the the buckets that that uh jim baker the the preacher was selling too you know the same exact thing yeah you you mentioned um you mentioned at one point that that uh, Sandy Hook was was kind of one of the turning points for you, and you, you were mentioning how uh, Trump was kind of a turning point for you, which is uh, definitely interesting. And and have you have you found like anything that like throughout the course of of this that that is standing out to you as as spotting stuff now? I mean now now that you're you're questioning 
what you previously believed, are you are you looking at things that that seem normalized or, or pretty mainstream and, sp- and spotting any any sort of trends that that are striking to you as as you're approaching them almost like uh, encountering ideas or in- encountering ideologies or, or things that people are saying online or whatever that that uh, now that you're looking through a very different lens having come out of the rabbit hole that you're perhaps a sight heightened sense of awareness yeah, I think like conspiracy movement or the truth movement has really changed in the years that I was a truther. And the thing that has like really changed is the vitriol. Like people are really gunning for each other. And in my day, I feel like an old guy now, but <laughs> it was against the elite. It was against the, the governments, the people who are in charge. And now, like, any minority you want to blame something on, that's who you go for. Like, that's the thing that I'm really, like, worried about. It's like, yeah, anti-minorities, anti-LGBTQ, like, it's just gone really strange in that avenue. And and that's that's the worrying thing, I think, is because we're turning on each other. That's, yeah, that's the thing I'm, I'm worried about. And why I try another reason why I try and speak out because, yeah, if we even as a conspiracist, you know what the thing is is like I, I wanted a better world, <laughs> and I still want a better world now, and I, I don't want like people attacking each other. After observing that difference between what the truthers are like now versus when you were involved, what do you, what do you think is different that makes this the case? Like what what makes it, you know, what do you think accounts for that change? I'm going to be a little bit conspiratorial here, (laughs) but I do believe like conspiracy theories have been weaponized. They, from what I was saying about 2015 to 2018 with like the, the Corbyn stuff and the Trump stuff, like people have realized that conspiracy, conspiracism is a great propaganda tool and we can see it manifesting in front of our eyes. It's 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 literally happening. It's like it's not really a conspiracy. It's just what people do, like try to manipulate each other, and that's what they're they're. I can see that conspiracy theories have been weaponized. You've been listening to a sample of a Wetwired Premium episode. To listen to this entire episode and to hear our entire back catalog. You can subscribe on Patreon for just $5 a month. Thank you for helping us keep Wetwired editorially independent and ad-free.